1: Hey, it's Amy Brown here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20% to more than 80%. But we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families will never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. Now, that peace of mind means so much. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope and text Bobby to 785 That's B-O-B-B-Y to 785-833.
0: Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. You know, before they were legends of Outlaw Country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted, audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer, and the birth of Outlaw Country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest.
2: I was in the studio making music, and I was like, ah, gosh, I do not want to do this. I'm, like, right where I need to be. Turns out, going out to the bar is sometimes where you need to be. Welcome to episode 427
0: with Ian Munsick, who, when Ian left, I was like, I don't know, I love that dude. I guess I expect some of these guys, these young artists who have blown up so fast because of social media... Or because of, like, crazy streaming to be a bit more entitled. Mm-hmm. It's unfair of me to feel that way because I felt that way with Bailey Zimmerman. We were his first oh, yeah, ever yeah. interview. Like, he'd never done an interview, period. And Bailey and I text every week. Like, he, I just check in on him. And he gets me that. back sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah, that. I love that dude. And, you know, he grew up and Bailey comes from situationally some, somewhere like I did. So we kind of keep track of each other. But Ian... I guess I just thought, man, this guy's blown up so quick and he's probably going to be all cool. And you look at his pictures, he's got long hair and he sounds like he's on the, the frontier. Dude, he was the best. Don't he you agree? He was awesome. I think also because we were around the same age, I was like, I want to be his friend. Yeah, Ian was awesome. And he's, who knew he was an athlete? We ended up calling Gator, who runs a bunch of radio stations. Um, he runs one in Nashville, but a bunch of cities to see if Ian's a decent basketball player. And turns out he is. Uh, so Ian Munsick, here's a song called Long Live Cowgirls, this current single here.
2: Long live cowgirls. Well, she wrote and here it
0: is and Long Hall. And he wrote leather that Cody Johnson cut and made his whole album. He talks about that coming up. about this guy is, and I say it to him, he doesn't have to convince anybody of who he is because you automatically know. Like, he doesn't have to try. He grew up running cattle by day and he played music in the family band each night. This is not accurate, but I pictured somebody in the family band having a bottle, Oh, uh, like a jug. Yeah, a jug, like Andy Griffith, because <laughs> that's that's what I think about when it's like on the range. You just find any instrument. Somebody has a washboard and <laughs> the spoons. Yes, and the spoons. <laughs> yeah, uh, the youngest of three brothers. I picked up piano when he was young and. I mean, the dude's legit. Signed a deal in 2021 with Warner Music. He's got 100 million streams plus. His first album, Coyote Cry, came out in 2019, which had that song Long Haul. And his manager is his wife, but he didn't marry his manager. He dated his wife, and then it's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Let's do it. This is Ian Munsick. Follow him at... Ian Munsick on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, he laughed, and I was like, I want to be that guy's friend. Here he is, Ian Munsick. Ian, how are you, buddy? I'm great, man. You have a, we have, a, I I don't know that we've met. Yeah, we haven't. Okay. Yeah. Um, You have a, an interesting vibe in that I follow you as far as, like, I've been watching you... Watching your career blow up, how it has. And you look, and pictures, and even this promo picture you have here, like, you might kill an animal and eat it before you cook it and maybe listen to some skinnered while yeah. but I, but you're also like a very pleasant dude i yeah. didn't expect you to be so pleasant
2: oh man well thank you i uh
0: and, and not you're you know, you didn't seem not pleasant you yeah. just you know your vibe your music your image and that's who you are yeah i mean you're wearing a freaking eagle t-shirt like a not the eagles the band, like a <laughs> ah, like just an eagle, yeah, just a freaking eagle, like that's you, but yeah, you're super pleasant, man, thank you, yes, yeah, what like what, what, what you're married right yes, I am um yeah. i've seen I, I know you. I'm sometimes I'll ask things even though I know the answer, yeah, yeah so don't know that I don't know, because I've <laughs> seen your wife, your wife, you guys do a bunch of stuff together, yes. on social media yeah. um what is what would your wife say about your personality, Ooh. the real you,
2: man, um, she would say. Probably that I'm a party pooper. She actually got me a party pooper costume for Halloween. Um, Does that look like poop? No, a it's, party hat. It's like there's a toilet and then there's like a party hat on That's top. Funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Why would she say you're a party pooper?
2: Well, she likes to have the good time, and I do too. But when I'm at home, man, I like to like. I'm probably as chill as they come. I like, I like to go to bed early, wake up early, stay at home, work on music. That is my ideal day. Whereas, like, she wants to get out of the house and, like, go have a good time, you know, which is great. And, like, go on explorations, vacations, adventures, and stuff like that. Um,
0: would you waking up early, even now, liking to wake up early, would it be because of, like, when you were, like, running cattle and having to do that early in your life?
2: Yeah, I think that's a big part of it, man. It's uh, ingrained in my... DNA to wake up w- when my parents do, and they wake up like butt crack a dawn.
0: At what age do you have to start doing real work? <laughs> real work? Yeah, like you're wild. You, you know, you're you're living the animals everywhere. You got yeah. the ranch, and when do you have to start doing real work?
2: Like twelve? Um, I mean, man, always helping like from a young age. Like probably eight or nine is when I had to do ranch chores, like get the the eggs at night. Oh, yeah? To make sure the cows are fed, stuff like that. But, like, real manual stuff, probably, like, high school. That's really when it kicks in.
0: Could you still operate a few big machines if you needed to? Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite?
2: I love to run the tractor during hay season. Um, That's, like, the best
0: one. And I used to haul hay. Yeah, Oh. I'd rather run the tractor than haul the freaking hay.
2: Oh, dude, yes, 100%, man. I mean, dude, stacking square bales is just as, that is almost, that's probably the hardest that I have manually worked in my entire life. It's it's brutal.
0: There'd usually be a, a crew of us three in Arkansas, and one of us would be in the truck, to catch it yeah. and stack it, and the other two would be up beside the truck
2: throw trying it. to throw it in,
0: yeah. and everybody was exhausted. And you would try <laughs> to strategize so you could be the one that was least tired, but it didn't matter because either you were by yourself grabbing both of them trying to stack or you're running beside the truck <laughs> trying to th- throw. Like, and that's not even real. Like, you do you do real work. I also drove a combine a little bit. Um, oh, nice. Doing, like, some corn stuff. for, t- And that was fun because the combine was, like,
2: nice. Yeah, dude. AC, radio. Yeah. yeah. It's like a luxury Chilling. camper. Chilling. I like I drive by in the
0: farm, I'm like I'm jealous of them driving the combine right there. Uh, yeah. How do you? Whenever you're on stage, there's no stutter at all.
2: Uh, yeah, I know. Weird. What
0: What does a doctor What does a doctor say about that?
2: Honestly, I haven't been to one since I was uh, probably 14 years old. What does the internet um,
0: say about that? Have you looked it up? Uh, no, no. Are you just so comfortable?
2: I need to. Yeah, dude. I think that's what it is. And honestly, it's like this is going to sound cheesy, but that's where I belong, man. Like I belong on stage performing and whenever I'm there it's like even if I'm talking no speech impediment and it's like it's really proof to me that God wants me to be fluent to spread my word on stage and um there's just like I don't know what other reason there could be that that's the case
0: what about music in your house and I know your family all pretty musical yeah were you encouraged very young to start enjoying music?
2: Yeah. Yeah, man. My dad, um, he he really raised my two older brothers and I to love music and play music. So being the youngest of three boys, it was just always in our house from a, a very, very young age. So I never really had a choice, man. It was just there.
0: Being the youngest, did you have a choice, though, in what instrument you could play? Because I gonna assume you... Everybody should learn p- – I didn't until yeah. later in life. Learn piano. Mm-hmm.
2: That was always the first
0: one. Yeah, but it's like if your brother's playing guitar and your other brother's – <laughs> you get stuck with the bass or a, <laughs> or a weird drum or something.
2: Well, I did, yeah. Really? I got stuck playing the bass and the mandolin. Those were the two that I was stuck with. But honestly, I love – the bass is my favorite instrument. Um, I love, love, love the Beatles and Paul McCartney is my dude. So I just learned all of their stuff and um, – It was actually the bridge for me to get into the touring world was playing bass. So uh, Playing bass with the family? I moved here when I was 18, and that was the way for me to... My dad was very real. He's like, man, there's a lot of talent in that town, but if you learn how to play the bass and sing harmonies, you're going to be fine. You'll always be able to put a meal on your table. And so that's what I did, and um, I toured for a few years playing that role, and that's kind of what introduced me to my wife. I got to learn how the industry works with record labels and touring and stuff yeah. like that without having to be my own artist yet, you know? So I learned a lot from that.
0: Your dad pretty dialed in to even know that. What, what was his musical background? Did he ever, like, try to make it? Like, how did he know about Nashville?
2: He played in a group in Wyoming, and the guitar player that he played with His name is Larry Johnson, and he was a writer here, um, just a monster player, monster songwriter. He actually wrote um, Don't Take the Girl by Tim McGraw, and um, so he learned from him kind of what Nashville was all about. But my dad never – I mean he's a cowboy through and through, wants to be on the ranch, can't stand – Nashville, you know, so he...
0: Hey, same sometimes, bro. He's Wyoming. Except for the ranch part, but yeah, same <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
2: yeah man, he's, he's just Wyoming through and through, man. So that was never really on his radar. He just wanted to be able to play music and be a cowboy. We'll all be a ever. cowboy first. The same time, yeah, yeah.
0: I'll, I was going to call, and I know you know Gator a little bit.
2: Oh, yeah, he's a man.
0: You think Gator's a man?
2: Yeah. 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 I'm just kidding.
0: Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, let let's see. If Gator texted me earlier and he was like, hey, you want to play golf? I'm like, no, Ian's coming over. Um, and I think he may have thought I meant, like, to play video games. <laughs> I didn't really say, like, what you were coming over for. And who even knows? Let me, let me see if I can. he'll answer. I know he's on the golf course right now, but I have a question for him about you. Okay, cool. All right, we're going to Gator. Hey, I'm gonna, uh, you're going to be close, but I'm going to put your uh, microphone up to the mic. How, is he a good basketball player or no?
3: Yes, he is. You can tell last time we played, he had to wipe a little rust off. <laughs> Jump through the, the top of the roof. I mean, hops on that guy unmatched.
0: What I was telling him earlier was when I see him in pictures or I see his promo stuff or in social media, I'm just kind of scared of him. And then when I meet him, I <laughs> like him. He's, like, pretty warm. And, and then I didn't, you didn't think he'd be a basketball player. Like, he's in the Eagle, a tucked-in American <laughs> Eagle shirt with snakeskin boots and blue jeans, yet he can still ball a little bit. Like, the guy's you know, multifaceted. <laughs>
3: The the other thing about it is too, he's got that long hair which he like throws up in this big long ponytail. So if he's driving hard to the home, <laughs> man, it whipped in the face of that thing. It's not fair. It's cheating,
0: is what it is. How did you and Ian get to know each other?
3: Uh mutual friend, I think, introduced us uh, at the the beginning, wasn't it? Ian? I'm trying to remember now.
2: I think you... so. Yeah, man. I think so.
3: Yeah, but anyway we had common interests and that we both love to to basketball and i invited him he said i'll show up and he actually did so that's where, how we hang out
0: well okay uh, what do you think about his music fair below average which one of those two <laughs> okay uh <laughs> <laughs> below average. I think is uh, incredibly
3: unique, which is what makes him incredibly special and in how he's been able to create this brand and culture. And I also think that, that it's going to take a minute for everybody to realize and see just how different unique this is because anything new and different takes a minute, but I, I think he's special. And I look forward to his uh, contribution to country music. I love him. I'm a fan. All
0: right. I just want to hear the basketball thing. Mostly <laughs> we're, we're going to cut out the compliments. Um, all right. Hey, thanks man. See you later. <laughs> All right, bye. That's funny. Athlete, too, huh?
2: Oh, uh, man. I, Did you play anything in high school? Yes, I played basketball, track, and soccer in high school. Um, but soccer, huh?
1: The basketball has always been my
2: favorite, man. Um, yeah, yeah. You're
0: pretty outdoorsy guy, obviously. Are you- what I heard was you were doing a documentary, or at least working on one about oh, yeah. about yeah about Native American culture. Yeah, man. That's why I was drawn to the eagle on your shirt. Don't know if they have anything to do yeah. with each other. Oh yeah. But so so what is that about?
2: So it's called um, Voices of the West, and I grew up just like a few miles from the Crow Reservation, and their culture where I'm from has a huge influence on the way of life and and how cowboys and Ranchers view the world. Their culture? Their culture. Their,
0: their, their culture. Got it, got got
2: And man, just, it's one of those things that not a lot of people know too much about because they're extremely protective of their culture. Like, there's not a lot of white people that know too much about it. Sure.
0: And also, you, you know, so. You know, let's be honest, it's not something that a bunch of white people want America to know. Yeah, but I know. What they did. Exactly, and, and what they stole, the yes. land they stole, and how uh-huh. unfair and awful it is, yeah. the atrocities that happened. And so if you don't think there's, from the inside, a bit of suppression.
2: Totally. Oh, yes, absolutely. And
0: so when I, I read about what you were doing, I was like, dang, that's super cool. I wonder why he's doing it. Yeah.
2: Man, I just, you know, growing up with them, the going to school with them, playing sports, um, and just seeing my friends who are Native Americans thrive right now. It's really, really cool because there's a lot of times where you'll see a lot of stories about them that aren't positive stories. Sure. You know, but it was important for us to highlight the ones that are out there absolutely thriving and living their dreams out. And, uh, man, I can't wait to to um, use my platform to help their stories get out.
0: Yeah, you didn't say bear. I heard you say bear. But do you ever see bears where you live? Uh, yes. So I was out. I was in Montana. And they were like, okay, here's what you do if a bear comes. And I had a gun, I had a rifle, but they, were, they don't want you to shoot a bear. Yeah. Right? They're very protective, yeah. And so you can't, you actually, you'll know this more than I will, so stop me if I'm wrong. If you shoot a bear and you can't, he wasn't attacking you, you're in trouble. Oh, yeah. You're going I, to jail.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: So they're like, if a bear decides to come at you, this is the can, the can of the bear spray. And they're like, spray <laughs> it at the ground, and then it will oh, come wow. up. I didn't know that. There's no chance I would have done that.
2: Yeah, no, I would have just gone for the face. Or
0: just thrown the can at him. (laughs) So growing so okay, so you and who knows that are just messing with me. But so you haven't never you never heard of spray the bear spray onto the ground and let it come up?
2: No. But I mean I'm sure it's true if they told you they know more than than I don't know. I I I trust
0: I trust somebody who lived there. What
2: um what kind of bears were they talking about? Black bears or grizzlies?
0: Probably grizzlies. Yeah. I mean, dude, if you run into a
2: grizzly bear, you're I don't dumb, even they're know They're so know big, what to large, do. and fast. Yeah, yeah, dude, you're just, yeah, you're screwed.
0: It's, with a grizzly, you would think, well, the good thing about a grizzly is it's so big and fat, I could probably get away. No, nope, wrong answer. <laughs> yeah, so fat. Well, then I guess I'll just run up a tree. No, nope, absolutely wrong answer. Not, yeah. not
2: going to do that either. Or just go swim. Like, no, he's going to catch gonna you. Not going to do that either. No matter what you do. Yeah. yeah. But a black bear, man, I mean, you can just like, hey, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. and then they'll leave, you
0: know. Give it a bologna sandwich and it'll kind of get out of there. <laughs> exactly. um, so with Long Live Cowgirls, it originally had Cody Johnson on it. And yeah. you set the version of yourself for like promo to radio mm-hmm. for streaming of, of just you
2: on it. What yeah. was that about? By the time our duet came out, which I think was January of 2000, 2022, so almost two years ago, we felt like we needed to refresh it a little bit. And for me, man, I don't, I never want to ride anybody's coattails. I'm happy to, to take the opportunities that are thrown my way. And Cody did a ton for that, especially in the radio world. I feel like people's hands get tied a lot easier. Whereas like, well, he has a, he has a tune on radio right now. So it's like, is that going to get in the way of that? So it was a way to, to give stations the choice To play the duet or play mine. So it's still
0: like, hey, you can play the duet if you want. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Got it. Absolutely. Let's take a quick pause for a message from our sponsor. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tecova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. Talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition. Timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort. Little to no break in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet and the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tecovis store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or you like the smell of staff?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there.
0: Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com.
1: T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tacovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Audible.com slash the boars nest.
1: Hey, it's Amy Brown here to talk about the incredible work that's being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and to ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. Families do not have to worry about a thing. Treatment is covered, travel, housing, food. And when you're a family that's going through this, like imagine you're a parent, your kid gets cancer. You need to focus on that child. You don't need to be worrying about other things and financial stuff can get really stressful. St. Jude covers it. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment. And when you sign up for just $19 a month, you're going to get the new This Shirt Saves Lives tee. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope and text Bobby to 785-833. That's B-O-B-B-Y to (sighs) 785-833.
0: And we're back on the Bobbycast. You know, you had shared that you never liked writing songs for other people; that it wasn't your thing. It's not you hated it. No, no. no. But with Cody, the song "Leather," you yeah, wrote that. Yeah. You know, worlds collide again. Yeah, I know. How? <laughs> w- why give that song to Cody?
2: Really, he didn't give me too much of a choice. It was, <laughs> uh, it was. I played it for him on the bus. He stared me down the entire time I had I played it, and I was like, "Dude, are you mad at me for something?" And he's like, "Dude." If you give me that, I will cut my album around it. So I was like... And he named the whole freaking record. I know. I know. So it was like, all right, man, well, let's just table this. And then he calls me two months later. I answer it. He doesn't say anything. Hits on speakerphone, and he plays it. Just him and it guitar on his porch in Texas. And then... He got done with it, and I was like, "Oh, dude, that's not my song anymore." Oh, he hit that's you years. with that. He yeah. hit you with the real that's stuff, years,
0: man. He's like, he learned it. He he, he put <laughs> yeah. his own nuance with it. And He's like, You're know. gonna "I've been watching, I, I've been watching this kid for eight years. You just, you left town, and now I can't be his father." <laughs> dude, that's it's basically hey. what that was right there. And what are you going to say? <laughs> yeah, you're his dad. Did you? I, I like you hit him with the old "Let's circle back."
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. And you never yeah. circle, but he no. circled. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: He came right back. He circled hard. Yeah. But yeah. that's also got. As much as as great as that song is, and as much as you probably wanted to cut the song yourself, yeah. it's got to be really cool to have somebody that you admire and respect think that what you do yep. is so good they'll do
2: that. Yes, man. That's honestly I've never thought about that, and that's really really cool, man. That just kind of hit me hard. Uh, wow, that's I always knew that that he wanted to be a part of it and and to help me, um, but man, that tune. I wrote it for my older brother, who is as cowboy as they come. Like that is his. More than you? Oh my god! Oh dude, ten times. I live in Nashville. Let's be honest. Like
0: I don't know. You can I tell, grew up on a ranch, but you can tell you're not trying to be a cowboy. Yeah, yeah. And well. that's the best compliment to a cowboy. You're not. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> nothing about you needs to be acknowledged as a cowboy. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because absolutely. you just know what you
2: are. Yeah, yeah. Well, and your brother's more than that, huh? Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, dude, he lives out on the ranch. Thousands of acres has done rodeo. He's done it all, man, and um, you know just as humble as they come. He's five foot eight, weighs a hundred and thirty pounds, but I do not want to scrap with him, dude. He would. He's as tough as leather, and that's where that idea came yeah, from. And um, but man, the Cody is that way too. I mean, he's he's the epitome of what a cowboy is, oh, yeah. and uh, man, having a guy that you know like. The Coulter wall is a cowboy who also plays music. I play music and I'm also a cowboy. The Cody is half and half. And for anybody to live those two lifestyles in one is like, he's the only one that I've ever seen do that. There's nobody else. I mean, being a cowboy is a full-time job, full, full, full-time. Being an artist is a full-time job, full, full-time. So it's like, man, props to Cody for uh, for living two lives Fully, because it's hard to do, man.
0: Cody's the guy you want as your friend because, first of all, you don't want him as your enemy just in case. Because <laughs> you, you don't know what he's capable of. <laughs> yeah. And that's the scariest. Oh, yeah. When you do know what someone's capable of, okay, well, it's not that scary because you know what they can do. You can, yeah. What's great about Cody is he is ex- just – He's such a cool dude, and he's so loyal oh, yeah. to his people yep. that have been with him forever. Mm-hmm. And you feel like some of that stuff that you don't know he's going to go do to somebody if they mess with his people.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Oh, like, yeah.
0: he has that, that – when you meet Cody, it's like an instant respect yep. of he's going to shoot you straight. You may love it. You may not like mm-hmm. it. But at least he's going to be consistently honest with yes. you. And I think that's what drew me to really enjoying Cody was, you know, I do this goofy job where I talk to people all the time. People put on shows. They're supposed to. They're They're entertainment. With Cody, it's very consistent. Yeah. And I I very much appreciate that. And you spent time with him out. I'm assuming he's like that on the road too.
2: He is, man. He is. I mean, and I think that you can tell that from his music, man. I mean, he does not ever record a average. I mean, they're all great songs, you know, like all of them. And I think that's just, it's a, he's been doing it for a long, long time. for For a long time. Um, And for him now to be the star that he is in mainstream is so good for country music.
0: When you come to school here and you go to Belmont and you meet your, she's now your wife. Mm -hmm. Did, did you guys have a bunch of classes together? How did that relationship start?
2: We had one class and, uh, I was a good student. She was not. How does Uh, she feel
0: about you saying that?
2: She, she's fine with it. Okay. I mean, she's one of those that she doesn't have to try to get okay grades. I had to work my butt off to get okay grades. And then in college, like, you know, like it just kind of clicked and I got the good grades. But um, she would ask me for answers for stuff. Uh, so, yes, she would cheat off of me.
0: Was it, it was in sort of romantic while she was cheating off no, of
2: you? No, no. It was like, I am here for one reason and to pass this class.
0: <laughs> but, and were you letting her cheat because possibly you're like, dang, she's hot?
2: Kind of, yeah. 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 I mean, how would you not? Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And at what point did you guys start to turn a uh, – scholastic relationship into something <laughs> that's a, a little more non-professional
2: um so she was at tin roof classic how it always starts right in nashville she was at tin roof and um travis tritt's crew was there and um she had known them for a while and was good friends with them and travis tritt's kid named tristan he came up to her to tell was like oh my gosh i just I found this guy. He's awesome. You got to hear his music. And he plays me on, on his phone on YouTube, I think, to her. And um, she's like, oh, my gosh, I know that guy. Uh, no way. I need to call him real quick.
0: Some do- you didn't set that up? No, no. Some dude goes up to this girl that you're letting cheat off of you, <laughs> that you're helping in school because she's cool and she's pretty. You happen to have this thing going. That's not a thing. Again, it's a scholastic thing. But to you, you're like, <laughs> she's awesome. Some dude that she knows that you don't know takes a video of you and goes, This dude's awesome. Yes, yes. That's the greatest story I've ever heard, if that's true.
2: It is 100%. And then she calls me, tells like, hey, like, I know it's been a while, but you need to come down here. And so. The bar? Yes. Got it. And I'm not that kind of guy. I was in the studio, home studio, making music. And I was like, "Ah, gosh, I do not want to do this. I'm like right where I need to be. Turns out going out to the bar is sometimes where you need to be. Generally. And I did that. And uh, what was that night like? He was she, actually she, like you need pretty to get chill. Yeah.
0: But did she? What was she like? Kind of interested now because there was a different side of you she saw.
2: I think she really just wanted me to meet them. And it's like, all right, got it. She's still thinking about. I knew her heart as like, dude, you have a
1: yeah. pure
2: heart, and you want what's best for me. And it's like that is just an easy. It was just a very organic. Way for her to be my manager, and then through that, we fell in love. Like a few months later,
0: did you feel when she was managing you? Because again, you didn't start dating right when she started managing. No, you, no. But did you feel when you guys started dating that you needed to hide that for a while?
2: Yes, yes. Um, you know, I was a twenty-four-year-old new artist, no labels deal, no publishing deal, no agency, nothing, and um, she was a brand new manager. Didn't have any employees, just new people in town. Um, so we were like, "Hey, I think for people to to know that we're for real and what we're trying to do, let's just make sure that we keep it professional." And then we announced us going out for the first time uh, when she was pregnant. So oh, wait,
0: so hold on,
2: surprise. Yeah. So how pregnant though? I mean, large. Okay. So that and this.
0: Is my question, and I was going to get to this. <laughs> so she's like, she's pregnant. You, you know, she's pregnant, but she's not dating anybody. <laughs> so what's that story for the first five and a half months? Honestly, I
2: don't even know, dude. Um, immaculate I, conception. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think she told um her good friends. I told my good friends and my family, obviously, and her family. Um. But honestly, I don't really even know how people didn't. And I think a lot of people thought that we were going out even before she was pregnant just because it's like, all right, these two are always together. They've been together for two years. They're both young, you know. Um, But yeah, we announced to the world that one, we're dating. Two, we're going to have a child in three months
0: a lot of announcements. Yeah,
2: That's a that's
0: yeah. a, a, a big announce. Yeah. Like a du- double a lot round. of likes on Instagram. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of double announcements. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and then what was it like having a baby?
2: Awesome, man. It's it's it was a uh, it was the best thing that's ever happened to me and you know, I've always been music music music. If I'm not spending my time creating music, I'm wasting my time. Having the child totally changed that whereas if I'm not with him or creating music, that's going to help him then i'm wasting my time and it that gave me a new perspective on creating music which has helped my music which is kind of you don't really think that those two things go hand in hand but man they do and uh, he is the man i love 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 being a dad it is awesome
0: the interesting thing about your baby and i'd not seen it with another baby before but when he was born, he had a beard and long hair. And I'd never <laughs> seen, uh, on a baby, I, I just knew it was your kid, though. With the eagle shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. Yeah, I was like, that's Ian. <laughs> hey, that's Ian's kid. You can definitely <laughs> tell there. Uh, so all the, all the Munsick boy. what's up? Where it? they? What's the, the music still? Do you ever get back together and play around?
2: Man, yeah, we get together um, a few times a year. Um, I always try and throw them on at least one, one gig a year. Um, but man, they're in Wyoming. I mean, they all three live on their own ranches, and they don't really like leaving. I wouldn't either. They're ranch. I don't like leaving here. <laughs> I, know. I don't want to go anywhere ever. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, uh, and you're probably the where it's like I, you probably travel so much.
2: Yeah, that's when I'm home. I just want to be home. Dude.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 earlier, I just felt you, when you said I'm kind of the party pooper. But it's when you're always having to be at the party. I know. Or throw the party. Ex-
2: that's the real thing. The man. last thing you want to do is go to another party. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: So it's like, I don't, I never want to be gone. I've gone so much doing stuff that. It's like when I can be home, I just want to be yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, how, how's playing these shows and playing a bunch of shows at night? How's your voice,
2: man? Um, for me, I have a high voice. So, uh, I'm not one of those guys that can like drink and smoke all night and then be even cooler in the morning. Like, I have to, like, drink a ton of water, drink tea every night to make sure I get eight hours of sleep. Um, it's kind of like my whole world really revolves around my voice, mm-hmm. which is good for my health, honestly. Like, yeah. it, like, it, like it makes me want to take care of myself.
0: Not always convenient, but uh, no, but no. Ma- macro, yes. it's definitely good for you. I have, yeah. You know, friends of mine that are singers or even lead singers of bands and not even people th- that I'm friends with, mm-hmm. they, they have more of a responsibility. Because let's just say you're in a five a band. Let's mm-hmm. say you're in Coldplay. Well, Chris Martin, he can't get sick. He can't lose his voice. Where exactly. the other guys, they can. Yep. You hope they don't. Mm-hmm. But the show goes on yep. if there's not a keyboardist.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Where you, all your guys are depending on you. Yeah,
2: I know. And if know.
0: you go out and, and stay up too late and don't get enough sleep, yeah, the voice goes. Yep. And so there's a real—I think it's pretty fortunate that you're lame then. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how I feel about waking up early in the morning. I'm very fortunate I'm lame <laughs> because if not— this 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 would have been brutal yeah. for me to wake up this early. Oh,
2: gosh. Yeah. It's helped me take care of myself. And um, I'm jealous of people that don't have to take care of their voices. Same. But at the same time, it's the macro thing, like you said. Yeah. Uh,
0: music growing up. Because, again, it's this kind of juxtaposition of a cowboy versus somebody who's a, a – I would assume you're a millennial or Gen yeah. Z. Uh-huh. Or right right yeah. in that.
2: Like – 93. Okay.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna, you're a millennial. Whatever young, that means, yeah. yeah. So here you are, and you got that mixture of cowboy, which I think classic country, which I think all of those influences of even, not even Nashville country, like some of that California stuff. Yeah, like some of,
2: 100.
0: But then also, you had streaming music. So what was it for you that you would listen to all the time?
2: Okay, so <clears throat> being the youngest of three boys, CDs were it. For me. And um, my brothers had those huge albums, you know, that, that you'd the flip flaps, through with the four flap, flap, on each yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so stealing my older brother's albums was Blink-182, Sublime, Eminem, Tupac, System of a Down. Um, Those were kind of the main ones. Mm-hmm. And, dude, those albums I just wore to death. Um, yeah, same. Those same. Those were really the main influential Artists of my teens. And then when I moved away from Wyoming was really when I was like, oh my gosh, like I need music that can make me feel like I'm back home now. So it's always that escapism, man. Like being on the ranch, it's like, all right, yes, I love the country music, but I want to feel like I'm not here, you know? And then you leave and it's like, oh man, I wish I was back home. So the grass is always greener. And that's what I think. I've tried to hone in on in my music is, is to make people feel like they're in the West three minutes at a time, even though they might be on the East Coast. So I think escapism is what is a thing that is incredibly magical about music.
3: The Bobby cast. We'll be right back. This is the Bobby Cast.
0: You had music built into you. Like you said, you, there was a culture of music that we all had the escapism type of music. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Blink 182, pop punk band from California. Yeah. California, right? Mike, is that where yep. they're from? Yeah. From? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but what music was there that you had no choice? Because we all had those yeah, two. Ab- absolutely. Mine was a lot of gospel records growing up, right? I had no cool. choice. I just knew them. I didn't want to listen to them if I got to choose. <laughs> but. That was the built-in musical culture. Yeah. What about for you?
2: For me, it was uh, Merle Haggard, Ian Tyson. Those were kind of the two. But my dad, being a musician and and a really good one too. I mean, dude, he can play jazz music. I mean, really? he's he's all over the place. He's a freak. Um, so wow. there was just a ton of music, man. There was all kinds of music in my house. Where did that come? I mean, it was just naturally. Just dude, yeah. Of, just... He said that he took piano for two years when he was like five years old didn't touch the piano until he was 22 and then he said that it just clicked and then he, he could just play all this stuff it's like how does that even make sense
0: yeah that's like, like somebody waking up after a wreck and speaking in a british accent yeah dude, like exactly. i don't even understand how that happens like whatever is happening in the body so but some of that had to come down to you
2: i think so yeah yeah um
0: what um, nothing's easy especially being great at anything nothing nothing's easy to be great at what, to you, though, do you feel like you take naturally to the most?
2: Honestly, man, my ears. Like, um, hearing the chords, hearing... Can you hear a chord and name it? No, no, I'm not. That's uh, what I heard. I, I don't f- have perfect pitch. Perfect
0: pitch ears. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. It.
2: That is a curse, not a blessing. I always, in terms of writing, melodies come very natural to me. And uh, man, melody, it,
0: melody first sometimes? Y- most yeah, times?
2: Most of the time, yeah. Um, and... If it doesn't have that, then I don't want any part of it. It's like, dude, like if you are gonna do that, then just write a poem, you know? Yeah, write like, a poem loser. There has to be a good melody. Yeah,
0: write a poem, losers. That's what I say. Hang <laughs> in a melody, call it a poem, idiot. That's what I say. Uh, so I don't, I don't really say that. I just, I am just being <laughs> cool right now. Uh, white buffalo. What does it? What does that mean?
2: So in Native American culture, it is a omen of good things to come in the future. And return—
0: Really? So if you see one— To the
2: old days, yes.
0: It's like the opposite of the black cat. That's—yeah, that's exactly right. Yes.
2: Huh. Yes. Green grass, plenty of animals to hunt. That's what the uh, white buffalo
0: means. Mm-hmm. Would anybody own a white buffalo and, like, just strategically drop it off places? Because that would be <laughs> legit. Like, you hire a white buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. Okay, never mind.
2: I don't want to scam. But— so. I know a lot of people have them. Really? A lot of people. There's more than three? I get tagged and stuff all the time. That's like a white buffalo that was just born on a ranch, and this guy. That's owns so cool.
0: It, you know? yes. Is it supposed to be super good luck if you have, be- yes. if like, a white buffalo was born to you? Oh, yeah.
2: Big time. Big time. Yeah.
0: I always heard if people see a dog taking a dump, it's good luck. Oh, gosh. If you drive by. You ever see that? <laughs> I mean, you ever hear that? That good luck? <laughs> like, if you drive by and a dog's in mid dump, like, that's supposed to be good luck. Well, hey, man, now I know. But if you see a white buffalo taking a dump, that's, oh, probably, gosh, that's imagine, probably going to get a lottery imagine. ticket. God dang. Yeah. So why Buffalo, obviously it means something to you mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, you told us what the actual meaning is. Why take that and personally put that with your brand?
2: Man, so I had, um, I had that idea for, for a title. So um, we wrote it, and after we wrote it, I remember I played it for my wife, and she's like, oh, my gosh, that needs to be the title track. And that's kind of what sparked the idea to do the documentary and to really incorporate – Native American themes in our branding and all of that. And man, it, it it just, there's a certain spiritualism that goes hand in hand with the part of the country that I come from that I think people are so attracted to. And it, it's the land and the animals. And that is like the perfect icon to encapsulate those things.
0: If you go back a few years, your last, maybe your last, I may mess this up. So tell me if I do Going from memory here. But uh, coyote cry. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Okay. So is that was that white bu- was it coyote cry then white buffalo? Yes. Okay. So okay, here we go. We got another animal. We got yeah. Coyote cry. What's up with that?
2: That um, that is a lyric in my song Long haul and um, Long haul was was kind of the tune that um, is my first gold record. It 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 introduced me to a lot of people. In mainstream country music. And um, it was a lyric in that. So, like, I always had the idea. of like, okay, that could be a cool name. And then I was like, I do this howling thing to quite a bit to to my music. So, it kind of, like, is like a wink to that as well.
0: The howling thing is, like, almost like, Jason Derulo. It's kind of, you know what that is?
2: I do, yeah. Of
0: of course, of course. Just making sure. Because if not. Another one. Yeah, or. uh, Yeah, it's like you're you know you know
2: yeah yeah you know yeah man exactly
0: you're going out with laney wilson that's pretty cool can't
2: wait And beast but crazy i know dude
0: i used to live right down the road from where i live now and um whenever blanco first before the get up blew up there was a video of him and laney doing the the get up that dance mm-hmm. and it went viral and they were dancing in the parking lot of, mm-hmm. of the, their uh, record label i texted laney i mean she barely had a deal and i was like hey will you come show me how to do this dance? And she so she came over to the house, showed me how to do the dance. And so I got a little crew over to shoot, us doing it, because it was going by I thought it would be funny to do. And I was like, Landy, do you want to get in the video? And she's like, nah, nobody's going to know who I am. They're just going to be confused if I'm in this video with you guys. Wow. And now— How many years
2: ago was that? Uh 2018. Okay, so yeah. five. Yeah, I mean, not that— I mean, but really, yeah. in the grand scheme— Oh, dude,
0: yeah. Not that long ago. I know, I know. And to see somebody like her— And what's crazy, and this is how I'm going to get it back to you, is that, again, I've known Lainey when she was just a—I'm from Arkansas, she's from Louisiana. She had a very thick accent. When it was just (laughs) hilarious that her accent was so thick, and she was Lainey, and that's just who she was. But now to see people be like, that accent's fake. Yeah, she's putting on.
2: Yeah,
0: like no, yeah, none of that's fake. I've been knowing Lainey for a long time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't fake then. It's not fake now. so But somebody who has, again, her brand is so much of who she really is. Same with you. Do people ever go, come on, dude. Oh, yeah, all the time. Like you're faking th- it a little bit? Yeah,
2: especially now where the cowboys are cool and, mm-hmm. like, the whole, like, the, the Yellowstone thing. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, you, you're you not really from a ranch in Wyoming. It's like, dude, all right, if you don't
0: think so. they start talking Australian to then be like, <laughs> but don't tell you <laughs> what. Dude, I imagine because again, you're so that, but you're so naturally that that people have to question it because yeah. you're so good at it.
2: Well, gosh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. It's uh, just being from the state of Wyoming. There's, there's nobody else in country music from there. Like, have you met anybody from Wyoming?
0: Well, funny you ask because I'm going to give you a bad answer on this one. Oh, come! On. I played Frontier Days with Toby Keith. Oh, what? And yeah, so to- it was. There were a bunch of people, and then we were next to last, and Toby was was right was right then. How long think, ago I, was that? Four, three four years ago. Okay. And so I'll, I'll see if you can guess who the artist is. And so um, we're, we're playing. I already and,
2: know oh, who, who it was. Chancey Williams? No. Ned Ledoux.
0: Yes. It was Ned, it was Ned Ledoux. And so Ned was playing a couple spots in front of us, and we were just talking about Wyoming. And so when you said that, I think you're right. Nobody that, like, has super crossed over that, like, general public would go, yeah Wyoming. Yeah. But I cheat. I was there. I played it, you know.
2: You were in Wyoming. I was in and Wyoming playing, playing with Wyoming. Wyoming. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's kind of cool. Being, me being from Arkansas, there aren't a no. lot of people that – my state's pretty impoverished, and there's not – yeah for me, there's not a lot of uh, people that have the resources to get out. Where Wyoming is, you guys have your own culture mm-hmm. that's important – you're ranching, you're – like, what you guys do, for, it's different than being impoverished, but – that is not to get out. No. It's to do a freaking awesome not. job being yes. in. Yep. And yep. so it makes sense there's not a lot of people that I are know. like,
2: Wyoming. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I was, of my classmates, I think two or three of us aren't in Wyoming anymore. You know? So, but we only had a class of like 30 people. But, so that's kind of a high percentage, I guess. Hey, but, uh, yeah.
0: but I, I went to a small school too. Yeah. I mean, my whole school, kindergarten through 12th grade was 600 people.
2: Yeah, that's pretty small.
0: But yours had to be that size.
2: Yeah, ours was... High school was 100 kids. You are smaller so, than. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, how was... Do you like? Do you, would you go back... Let me change it up. Would you want your son to go to a small school?
2: Absolutely. Because? Yeah. Because, oh man, I could go on and on and on. Really, people are just good people the smaller the group is. I would
0: definitely agree with that too.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: pack mentality makes people
2: Dumb. mean and angry. You see it in politics. Yeah, yeah dude, exactly.
0: The... the, the the more people fall out into their group, the less they are of the person they are. Exactly. Regardless of yep. the group. Because they feel like they have to maintain the identity of what that group has of said the their group. identity needs to be. Oh mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, it's a small school. That's good. What was your school like? What was your mascot?
2: Uh, we were the Eagles.
0: Of course you were. Mm, makes of sense now. Of course you were the freaking Eagles.
2: T-Birds and then the Eagles when you get to high school.
0: Oh, so you like Boy Scouts. Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts. <laughs> <Yeah>, Birds. <laughs> exactly.
2: Wolf, Pack. The
0: Eagles. Well, uh, were the schools? Below. Yeah. That was Cub Scouts, Boy All that stuff. Sc- yeah. I was a Cub Scout. Didn't quite make it to Boy Scouts.
2: Did you make it uh, – what's the highest that you got in the Cub Scout animal? I don't think very high. Tiger?
0: I don't even remember. I was trying to get those badges, though. <laughs> and I was disappointed I couldn't get a cookie badge. And they were like, that's oh. the Girl Scouts." <laughs> and I was like, well, that's the one I want. I want to get a – Want to be a brownie? Yeah, I want the freaking cookie badge, man. Um, what? The schools in Wyoming, like where you went to, were they, were they a long ways away? Like did you oh, travel yeah. a long ways for away games?
2: Yeah. Oh, dude, yes. I mean, over – mountain ranges uh (laughs) prairie that's so cliche and awesome and
0: kind of brutal yeah 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 that's crazy did you guys have like uh area rivalries like yeah your your range sucks (laughs) all right you know your mountains blow
2: man yes yeah. yeah our rivals were on the other ends of the bighorn mountains which is only like an hour away but man just hated each other it's like dude we have the same mountains and it's like yeah. we're in the same area. And then you get to be
0: other. 28, 32, 47, 53. And then your best friends. And yeah. And you're you like, you, you grew up together yeah. the yeah. whole time. Yeah. 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 So yeah. what do you think about Nashville?
2: I like it, man. Um, I think that this is the only urban area that I could ever live in. Um, music being the common language really helped me move he- here and just meet people very quickly. Um, because you could speak that same language. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could be from L.A. I could be from Wyoming. And w- then we could just to jam and talk for hours and hours and hours, man. And that's that's another thing that's so cool about music, man, is that it brings people together.
0: If you're touring a lot, can you write a lot?
2: Write a, l- a lot? Yeah. I am not very good at that. Um, it's honestly the opposite half of the brain, in my opinion. Like, one is like all eyes on me, all eyes on me, let's do this thing, let's make sure that they leave uh, thinking that that was the best energy that they've ever had on stage or in a room. Whereas writing, it's like, all right, now how introspective can I be? Don't want anybody to be listening to what I'm doing, you know? So,
0: I just have a a couple things. I want to make an analogy here and see if um, you feel the same, but for me, you know, I grew up a certain way and small town, all that. Then I get here and it's a long, slow process to me, but I had some big success, and then things started to go really well for me. Where I can kind of get back in touch and remember the things I'm supposed to remember are when I go home yeah, oh, or when I get on the road and get to actually talk to real people. Because
2: uh-huh.
0: in this town... Real people. Yeah. And so going on the road is good for me. I get tired, but going on the road and just hanging out with like people that come to shows or going home because... Like, that's who I am, and sometimes it's easy not to forget who you are, but for it to kind of slip out of your creative conscious, and I'm often reminded of that, and I do that purposefully. Do you ever go home for that reason?
2: Uh, Yes, absolutely, man. I try and go home for a couple weeks out of the year, and every single time I do that, I have just this ammo of titles, ideas, lines, melodies, that then I come back to Nashville and write them, you know, and... uh you keep a
0: list on your phone of all your stuff? Oh, yeah. Just oh constantly yeah. updated? Yes. Like, song titles that, that you've never gotten to, but you still think one day...
2: I get them in there all the time, and every time that I, I have a write to coming up scheduled, that I always go through, it's like, all right, now, which one of these would work the best with mm-hmm. these writers here, you know?
0: I have a list of, like, jokes and, like, funny songs that I want to write, and some of them, I just... And I'm going to ask you if you've ever had this happen to you, but sometimes I just don't – I'm not on the right path to create it, whatever the the correct version is. Because sometimes I'll write a joke, and I'm like, that's not it. Or write a song, and I'm like, man, I don't want to write this whole song and do it this way because it doesn't feel like – it feels like this way can be done better. And this is so stupid compared to your stuff because yours is good. But, like, I have this idea, and I've tried to write it a couple times, and I wanted to write the hardest sing-along song of all time, meaning people (laughs) love to sing – Friends in Low Places, Sweet Caroline. I wanted to write the hardest sing-along song of all time.
2: Dude, that's a hard concept. Well,
0: dude. the song is called Plural Rural Murals. And <laughs> I've tried it, and it's not – I get it to a place where I'm like, that's only C-. And it could be the stupidest idea ever, and it may never come to something. But Plural Rural Murals, the hardest oh sing-along song of all time, I, it feels too important to me for it not to be <laughs> – Perfect. Just perfect. (laughs) Do you ever have a song like that where you've tried, you know, you've you've tinkered with it, but you're like, I can't, you just stop laughing at that song. You you just can't invest it into that because it's not right yet.
2: Man, yeah. um, I have a tune called More Than Me that that I put out on White Buffalo, and um, it took me two and a half years to write it just because it wasn't right the first time we did it. It wasn't right the next time that we did it. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to take it home, and I'm just going to work on it for like a year. And then that's what I did. And then I brought it back into the right. We got 90% of it done. I was like, all right, it's still not quite there. And then like another few months went by, and then finally we get it done, man. But there's no rush, man. I mean, you know, there's no rush on art. And there's tunes that I've wrote in an hour that have more streams than that one that took me two and a half years to write. So it's like there's no right or wrong way to do
0: it. I've heard that song. It's no plural rural murals. That's pretty good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> plural rural murals. Exactly. Murals. Sing that murals. back. Mur- it's impossible.
0: Murals. 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 M- murals. Murals. But we have different plural, accents. rural too. murals. No, murals. <laughs> murals. No, murals. But I have, a, I have an murals? accent. I don't know. You may be saying it right. Mike, how do you say it? Murals. Murals. Yeah, that's how I... But he's not saying it like you say it. Murals. Different. How am I saying it? Murals. Like you're saying it? Yeah. Murals. Murals. <laughs> you're not saying it the same way we're saying Murals. it. Murals. Murals. See? And then everybody be like... Yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay. We, we only got a couple minutes left here, but uh, I, I'm a fan. Like Gator said earlier, um, I'm a fan because anytime you do something that other people aren't doing, they're either going to be um, resentful of it... Mm-hmm. Not understand it, so then they don't get it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Angry at it because they didn't do it. Like, there are all of these w- reasons you shouldn't do what you do.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And for someone like you to just go, this is what it is, and, it, and I'm not only making it. Like, I'm here. I'm fighting for it. I'm putting all my time and effort. I'm not changing. Yeah. You can. You could have easily altered your whole essence 32% and still been the cowboy, but a little, little less – Western edgy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And had a lot more mainstream success mm-hmm. way earlier.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, like, I, I firmly believe you could have done that. But oh, you okay. didn't. And what's awesome is whenever – because it's, it's freaking killing right now. But whenever it pops so hard, you're going to own that space. Thank and, you. And that's what's going to be great about it.
2: Thank you, man. I mean, dude, I just – I don't think that that artistically I could – throw myself out there and know that it's not me. Because if it did blow up, then I'd just be acting for the rest of my life. And it's like,
0: That's a lot if you get a lot of money, though. Why would
2: you want to do that? I agree. I don't yeah. either,
0: but I'm never going to get a lot of money for yeah. that. For <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's so cool what you're doing, how you're doing it. Thank you. And that you'd still keep doing it if you knew you were never going to be Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Entertainer of the Year. Oh, yeah. You'd still be like, this is still what I'm going to do. Even if yeah. I live in, at home, I'm going to do it. Yep, absolutely. That's also where the best freedom and best joy is, too.
2: Which makes the best art. And that's really all I want to do, man, is, is make music that I want to listen to.
0: Yeah, I guess I don't tell jokes or stories that I don't want to hear. I often get annoyed with myself. But so well, good for you for making music well, <laughs> you like. <laughs> oh, I think I would hate me. <laughs> I'd be on the radio or I'd be, he's playing that theater. Ugh, I'm not going to that. But good for you. That's what I need to do then, Thanks. do stuff that I would like.
2: Yeah, dude, of course. Dude, I will say um, I saw uh, your last Too Much Access
0: Oh, yeah. With uh, volleyball or the football? Oh, yes. Oh, God. Yeah.
2: Dude, the volleyball, that, I mean, that's the content that y- you would want to watch.
0: Yeah, because right? I look like an idiot. <laughs> and I like to see other dude, people look like idiots.
2: Volleyball is hard, yeah. dude. I mean, to, no matter how athletic you are, yeah, I, I suck at volleyball. Then I can jump high, but, dude, like, I just, I am absolutely horrible at volleyball. Yeah, so, she- so to watch you, like...
0: Like like an them all like like impress you guys okay that's <laughs> enough i'm done talking about it. i'm done talking about that i feel like i'm getting picked on again in junior high uh, this festival and concert season will be all about the boots and tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring You're talking about men's boots women's boots um apparel hats bags and more all tacovas boots are made by hand in a time honored tradition timeless style always on trend and tacovas has first wear comfort little to no break in period like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So, stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink, shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah, that's what the whole store basically is—fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or you like the smell of staff?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there.
0: Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift too
2: No, no, man. Like, I'm always, I'm a very chill guy, man. Like, I could be the dude in the corner that's just having a personal conversation, or I could be your right-hand man, or I could go on stage and be the artist. What about with your wife if you're
0: just sitting around? How do you feel then?
2: I have a hard time just, like, hanging out, not doing anything. And I think I get that from my mom because she's like hardcore cowgirl like needs to do like everything always
0: but if you're like relaxed at home and let's just say you're relaxed, oh yeah yeah. you're butt naked yeah everything's so relaxed you got something on tv like everything's just perfect Mm -hmm. does your speech impediment still show up no
2: no it's weird but around my parents it's like really bad i wonder why that is i don't know i don't know and even with you here like I thought that it was gonna be kind of bad because I was like, oh man, this is a big interview. I'm nervous. But it's been like probably 85% oh, I feel, fluent. I
0: feel like it's been pretty awesome. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. So it's I like, mean, I'm, pretty, know, I, I'm
0: pretty warm and amazing though. So I just, it's pretty easy to just yeah. warm up and, you know, <laughs> just be cool. So
2: I just never know, man. And um, You're true. Most people, are, most people are douchebags. Yeah. Not well. me. We're
0: the only two that's not. <laughs> okay, here's what I wanna say um, We talked about long live cowgirls before you came in. Uh, Why Buffalo is out now, and you guys follow in i um, at Ian Munsick, and I'll say this. You'll see him, and you'll go, that dude might shank me. <laughs> okay. And he might. <laughs> but I'm telling you, like, I like you. Thank I you. would go play basketball with you guys. Oh, come on. The dude. only reason I haven't gone to play so far has been you. And I was like, I don't like that guy. <laughs> oh, but dear. now I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm terribly I'm, afraid. I do a lot of physical stuff now with shows and stuff. I'm terribly afraid I'm going to tear an ACL You're gonna, now. I'm going
2: to get hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you see Kane built his?
2: Hmm.
0: Kane Brown built his, new, his gym.
2: Dude, gotta, that's insane. It's, yeah, it's
0: so dumb and awesome, and like this in the dumbest, most awesome way, like because Kane likes the ball. Yeah, and so he was like, "Screw it, I'll just build it." It's awesome.
2: Is it like an indoor yep. court with like 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 the, like the yep. hardwood floor yep. and oh my gosh, I won't blow up
0: a spot too much, but yep, dream come true. And he's got like a gym, you know, like oh, that's amazing. Man, it's amazing. All right, look, and I enjoyed you, man.
2: Thank you for having. Yeah, me.
0: you're freaking awesome. Tell Thank your wife you. I said hello. I don't know How her right. either, but again, I see you guys on social media, and I figured that. Of the two, I would like her way more than you. <laughs> and, to be honest, I still feel that way, but I like you a lot, too. All right, buddy. All right, you guys follow Ian at Ian Munsick. Long Live Cowgirls' the song. Uh, you guys go stream White Buffalo. And if he comes to town with Laney or himself, go check out a show. It's what you're doing to me is I just like it when somebody knows who they are and they go after it even though it's not easy. Thank yeah. you. Man. All right, there he is, Ian. Thanks for listening to a BobbyCast production.